Somebody damaged the chimney. It wasn't Santa Claus. It was probably a bad roofer. Pet stains that won't go away. What about filters for your air conditioning when a family member has asthma? And Jim can't go very long until somebody has a question about insulation. All that and more on the Super Podcast from Texas Home Improvement. Here's Jim Dutton. Marion Mansfield, how can I help you? Hi, Tim. Thank you so much for having me. I've got a quick question on technically my chimney. It's okay. not relative to the hail, but it was damage done by previous roofers. And I don't have enough hail damage to replace my roof, which is a good thing because it's only a two-year-old roof. Oh, but yeah. The, but the chimney itself and a couple of places of hardboard were damaged when the roofers replaced the previous roof. I don't know where to go to get just the chimney fix because it's going to have to be out of pocket. And I'm trying to figure out where I know you suggest old pro roofing. No, uh, Arrington roofing. Arrington roofing. Okay. Yeah. But do they do chimneys? I don't know. A lot of them do specific things, but not chimneys. Oh, no. Arrington will do repairs and such as well. Okay. Uh, but when when you're saying that the, the wood and the trim is damaged, you may not need a roofer. I mean, is it, the, is it a wooden fireplace where it's got wood all yep. around the fireplace? It's or hardboard. Wood? It's, it's hardboard. That's why when you were talking about James Hardy siding, I was thinking, hmm, because it's, it's not bricked. It's okay. hardboard. It's hardboard. And, then, and, uh, that, I and that's it. And I think yeah. the hardboard's a frame siding, too. Well, that's exactly what I was getting at. Uh, okay. I don't think you need a roofer for it. What you need is somebody to come in and do the siding. Okay. And that's going to be a whole lot easier to deal with than the roofers, especially right now with all the hail damage. Yeah. Uh, if if you want to give Mike McDonald a call. Okay, Mike McDonald, all right. At Amazing Exteriors. Okay. 469-744-744. 9125. Okay. This will be right up his alley. Awesome. That's that's what I need to know. I need a direction. You always give me the <laughs> the way to go. Thank <laughs> well, you so much. I, for all I, I've been told by some people I tell them where to go a little too often, but that's that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll take this one. Thank you. <laughs> Mary, you have a wonderful afternoon. You too, sir. Thank you. Be blessed. Bye. Bye bye. Jack, this is Jim. How can I help you? Hello, Jim. Uh, we've got a older home, but it's got a really nice carpet in it. But we've got pet stains on the carpet. And I've had professionals come out and clean it, and it looks good for a few days, and then it comes back. Any suggestion right. on that? You know, the problem is the, the, the stain goes through more than just the carpet. It goes down into the padding, and if it's soaked in deep enough it'll even get into what's under the padding and that's the reason it'll tend to to come back who have you had come out I, it's a local uh company here okay. they do a good job normally yeah uh, it, but pet stains typically have to be dealt with a little bit differently uh give the folks at dalworth a call yeah okay and they have some stuff that they use for a, a very deep cleaning uh, and if, if that doesn't get it out, to be honest with you, you'll be stuck with having to do some replacements. But I, I think they'll be able to take care of it for you. Jim, I appreciate it greatly. Thank you. You bet. You take care. Mark, 
This is Jim. How can I help you? Good afternoon, morning, Jim. I've got a question regarding my chimney cap. It's, I'm getting a new roof put on. It's beat up by hail. And it made me think that perhaps the chimney itself, the flue, might need replacement. The house is built in 94. It's a fireplace, wood-burning insert. And uh, it looks to be a galvanized chimney flue. So I'm wondering what the life is on that. Should I consider replacing that? And can that be done just from the roof? Well, no, it can't be done just from the roof. they got to be inside to do it. And you should be able to just look in there and... uh, or a chimney person look in there and see if it's you know got any holes in it or rusted through or anything. And as long as it doesn't have that, there's absolutely no reason to be replacing it. Okay, well, that's good news then. I figured they could drop it from above. Okay, well, the real question is then just on the flue itself, it's just one of those, it's like a flashing that goes on top of a square chimney and it's got like that round uh, top cap on it. Is there something that's going to, that's going to work better. That's a little bit upgraded. That'll give a better draft. No, because yeah. what what dictates the draft is is actually the height of the uh, chimney. You know, it's got to be so high above anything near it in order to to pull the air up. Now, you know, I I say no. I guess I would have to see the top of it because if there's not a very wide gap between the top of the fireplace itself, you know the uh, chimney itself the the round pipe you got coming up if that cap only has like a three or four inch gap on it before it's got the the dome on top of it yeah that's not going to give a whole lot of good draft but you know if you got six eight inches or more then you should be fine okay yeah i believe i do so is there a particular source for a good quality chimney cap it's not your typical builder grade junk you know, most of the time, like the one on my house and the one we did on my son's house, uh, they had to be made, custom made, at a uh, fabrication shop. Because yeah. when they lay, like, the brick in it or they build a, a wood frame, the sizes are always different. So they end up getting custom made. And if you want to call uh, over to Arrington Roofing, they can probably tell you who they use to, to make theirs. Okay, sounds good. All right. Well, thank you for taking my call, Jim, and uh, have a great day. You as well. Have a great weekend. Jack, how can I help you? I, I live in a house that was built in uh, you know, about 40 years ago. Okay. And my question is, does it pay to put HEPA filters in the central air conditioning to help clean the air better? Well, what are you running for filters right now? Just the standard filters that... You know, the air conditioning company brings me. Okay, just the one-inch filters, or is it like the the pleated four-inch? No, they're the pleated four-inch. Okay. Unless you have a reason to run HEPA filters, then I would say no. Uh, Because typically the pleated filter is already taking out uh, almost everything that you would need to take out. The the, Really, the only thing that a HEPA filter may help with, and, and may was the big word, uh, is the really um, micro-type allergens that could pass through, and there's not a whole lot of them. Uh, do they make different filters you can put in there? Absolutely. And I'm, I'm making the assumption that you're already using the 
the the white ones that have kind of it looks like a uh, basically like a cloth on there almost like cotton um, and if that's what you're using you're already getting most everything out of the air uh, beyond that if you needed cleaner air uh, you would need to start looking at like the uh, UV lights and different things like that oh, okay well I just live next to a golf course and uh, a family member has asthma and it's there's so much dust comes in the house. I was just looking for an advantage if I could find one. Gotcha. Now, see that, and that's that's where I was saying if you if there's something added um, that can make a difference. And what you just brought up is the the asthma. So I yeah. I would take a look at the. They do make higher end air filtration systems that could be added. It's not just a matter of changing the filter. It is changing more than just the filter. Uh, the UV lights, because that kills off the uh, bacterias and everything that go through the type of system. Uh, sure. In, in that situation, yes, I would take a look at that. Okay. Well, I appreciate it, and uh, I enjoy your show. Thank you. Hey, I appreciate that. Uh, you have a great weekend. Thank you. Bye. J.D. in Dallas, how can I help you? Jim, I had a quote from Milo Insulation, which was fine, but I've got a quote also to remove the other insulation and then put the Milo in, and it's 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 a lot more. And I'm wondering, am I comfortable with going ahead and just having the Milo shot over what I got up there in the attic now? What do you have in the attic? Is it, is it cellulose or is it fiberglass? Uh, it's well, the house was built in '87 and it's been there since then. Uh, okay. I think it's the pink insulation. I had a roof replaced uh, several years ago, and they put in the uh, aluminum foil uh, 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 plywood on the roof. Mm -hmm. They took wood shingles off and put on composition. So I got that at the roof line, but uh, it's just the insulation that, that uh, we were, uh, you know, wanting to do. Sure. Well, the reason I was asking is if it's fiberglass, you can go over it. If it's cellulose, take it out because the cellulose... Uh, degrades typically after about 30 years it's really turning to dust uh, fiberglass won't tend to do that so uh, you won't have yeah. a, a, as big a problem right but, uh, on the fiberglass the only time i'll tell you to take it out is if you got if you had an issue with rodents uh yeah you know urinating up there and stuff like that then i would tell you hey you need go ahead and take it out but if you haven't had that issue and it's fiberglass by all means, just go over the top of it, and you'll be just fine. Good, because it is fiberglass, and we don't have issues with rodents, so that's good. There I, you go. I appreciate you uh, letting me know. Thank you very much. Hey, how do I get a hold of you? How do I get a hold of you if I want to come out and just let you check the house for foundation? Uh, give us a call at Due West at uh, 972-406-0912. Okay, is that D-U-E West? Uh, D-U dash. West. West. Okay. Okay. I certainly will. I appreciate it. And of course, I'd I'd love to take care of more than just your foundation. I'd, uh, my AC division and my uh, plumbing division can help you out as well. Okay. I'll give you a call. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Jim. Bye. Cindy in Bartonville. Welcome to Texas Home Improvement. Hi. <laughs> we have an iron door on our front door. It was installed before we moved in about um, about ten years ago, and it's chipping. There's also an iron door outside the kitchen, and they both just started chipping at the same time. I looked into 
having it repaired and it's over between two and three thousand dollars um i was thinking i could do it myself <laughs> and when you say it's chipping it's just the paint is is chipping off the coating yes the coating yes yeah mm-hmm. now a lot of those metal doors are powder coated Mm-hmm. And so it's it's not just a matter of repainting and and you're done. Uh, you do have to prep it before you would paint it. But uh, yeah, there's really no reason you can't do it yourself if you'd like. It's just a, it's just um, a lot of work, is all. Would you have to scrape off all the old paint first? Then? Not necessarily. No. If it okay. if if it's if it's adhered well, then you should be able to sand everything down. Uh, okay. Prep it with prep it and then go ahead and and paint it now if if it's not adhered well you can literally sand it down to metal and when you get ready to paint it back instead of using regular household type paint mm-hmm. use automotive paint and you can put okay. uh, uh automotive primer on it sand it down make it nice and smooth then you can put regular automotive paint on it and uh you know, it's not not the same as powder coating, but let's face it, our cars go through a beating and the paint holds up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'll look into that. Thank you. You bet. You take care. All right. Thanks. Bye. And uh, you know, can you roll or or brush automotive paint on? You can, but it's going to look like heck. Don't do that. Uh, if you're going to use an automotive paint, you you really want to spray it. Uh, but you don't have to have one of those big spray rigs. Uh, they do make a smaller one that uh, can be used on a door like that because you're not painting big panels on a door. You're painting smaller panels where you're doing a lot of back and forth with the small stuff, and it really will come out looking gorgeous. Is it a lot of work? Absolutely. But it, it'll look gorgeous, and it'll hold up for years and years that way. Terry in Fort Worth, this is a quick email that came in. Send in a question about a ceiling fan. My husband has tried several things to make it not squeak. Oiling it, graphite, weights to balance it better. Still the squeak returns after about 24 hours. Is there any way to permanently get rid of the noise? It's very irritating. Well, at that, I'm not sure if we're talking about the husband or or the ceiling fan, but the ceiling fan, the easiest way to get rid of it, just replace it. They do wear out. They do start squeaking, and sometimes you're just better off to do away with it and and put in another one. Francis, welcome to Texas Home Improvement. Hello. I'm a little bit short of money now due to what happened, but uh, I'm calling you to ask how can consumers... What are the right questions to ask a contractor? And here's the situation. There has been quite a bit of lightning in the area where my problem occurred. The compressor on the HVAC stopped working. A tech, a HVAC tech came out and said that the compressor was damaged and I needed a new compressor. Okay. He did not address at all the capacitor on the compressor that could have been damaged. And my question, when a lightning episode happens, is the capacitor the main component that's damaged and not necessarily the compressor itself? And and, and I feel like there should have been some type of contract signed. Uh, I should have been shown that, yes, the com- 
uh, the capacitor was not working properly. None of that was done. <laughs> okay. So, so let me ask he, let me ask you a couple questions. Yeah, yeah. How old of air conditioning system was it? Uh, 2018, it was put in. Okay, so it's only five years old then. Yes, it's a five ton or was a five ton uh, Goodman. Okay. Yeah. Well, the reason I'm asking that is a lot of times compressors have a ten year warranty on them. Now, sometimes they'll say lightning, lightning strike isn't covered. Other times, they let it go. It, it just. Uh, I don't know the rhyme or reason. That's just the way it goes sometimes. Uh, so that would have been my first inclination was, okay, five. I would have attempted to run it through warranty first. Um, as far as compa- capacitors on it, you know, there's actually more than one on a system. So it's possible for one to be damaged and others not to be damaged. Yes. So... You know, um, when when you come in and, and you're testing a system out and you find that the compressor is bad, uh, you know, it, it's a question. Do you go through and test every item on that system before you say, let's replace the, the compressor? It, it depends on how it looks. Uh, was the capacitor the only other thing that had to be replaced? Well, he... He didn't replace. He replaced the whole compressor, the whole right. unit, outside unit. Let's. Okay, he 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 replaced the the whole outside unit. Okay. Yes, and my my question was, uh, I never heard him say he tested any of the ca- capacitors. Okay. Like, I just don't want to feel like I was ripped off. The compressor is the most expensive part of that outside unit. Yes. And again, you know, if if he did find that there was any comp- capacitors that were bad, uh, I would have told you the same thing: replace the outside unit. Now, oh, the whole unit, my... not just the com- the capacitor that was damaged. Well, by time you start looking at the cost of the compressor and start putting in a couple of capacitors it's cheaper to yeah. replace the the whole unit or not or they're very close in price and then you end up with a whole new warranty on it yes i do have a whole new warranty it was thirty eight hundred dollars which okay i should have shopped around <laughs> uh actually that's not a bad price okay <laughs> Okay. So I I, I don't I don't. Tier fourteen. It, it, yeah, it does. It does not sound like he got ripped off. Okay. 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 Good, because if the lightning struck uh, was enough, or lightning strike was enough to blow out the compressor, chances are there was other damage to the unit as well. Uh, the capacitors wouldn't have been my biggest concern. Would have been on. Uh, like a, a computer board or something like that being damaged as well. And okay. once that happens, yeah, just replace the whole thing and be done with it. Okay. All right. I did have a, a licensed electrician come today and we checked all the plugs and behind the panel uh, and there, the wiring, the insulation on the wiring, everything looks pretty good. 
or good. looks good. So at least I have that ease of mind that nothing else in the house has been damaged. But yeah, well, my biggest question. Experience on, for me. Yeah, my my biggest question on the on the whole thing actually is to talk to to them and see. Hey, did you try to pass this through warranty? Yes. Good, because, good call. Thank you. Yeah, because if... if uh, Goodman typically, at, at least at this point, has like a, a 10 or 12-year warranty on the compressor. Right. And right. so uh, it very well could have been covered by warranty unless they say, oh, no, a lightning strike's not covered. But, you know, if it didn't fry the wires in the house and such... I'm not 100% sure that it was a lightning strike. Yes. Well, it, it, no one was home when it happened. Um, and there were reports of other homes having damage. Right. So I, I'm i just going on hearsay. Yeah, but it, it very well could have been just a power yeah. surge that, that yes. blew it out. And, it, and if that's the case, it probably would have been covered under warranty. Okay. All right. How long ago did they replace it? Uh, Wednesday. Oh, you got time to get get on the phone with them. Uh, you probably won't get them today, other than the answering service. But Monday right. morning, get on the phone with them and start asking that question. Uh, did Did you try to Did you check on the warranty because this was only a five year old unit? Right. This was installed by my mother, and I inherited the house. So there, okay. there are some iffy areas for me as to where the warranty is and who installed it originally. So yeah. I'll have to dig around well, for that. And I will tell you, some of the warranties, you know, just to give you some information to deal with, some of the warranties on these AC systems are based on did the warranty card get filled out. Uh, you know, some of them have like a... If you don't fill out the card, and when I say you, I'm talking about the contractor, I guess more so. If the contractor didn't fill out the warranty card and send it in as far as where they put it, when they put it, and all that stuff, then it has a five-year warranty. If the information was sent in, then it has a 10-year warranty. And some of the manufacturers do handle it that way. So, Okay. uh, and I, I, be honest, I'm not familiar with how Goodman does it, but uh, that is definitely a direction I would be asking about. All right. And it was replaced by an American standard because the HVAC tech said Goodman is not available right now, at least what I needed. So, But you can buy it off of Amazon. <laughs> eh. Well... <laughs> Can't say I would do that, but hey, I I have I have American Standard in my house. Uh, American yeah. Standard makes a, a great system, so that's not a not an issue. I do personally try to avoid mixing two different brands together, though, because your inside system is still the Goodman brand, yeah. and and, yeah. and so I typically try to avoid that. Uh, I don't know if there's an issue trying to get Goodman stuff right now or not. Uh, but okay. um, that sounds a little suspicious to me, to be honest. What does? That it's uh, not, not available? Be... Yes, ma'am. Ah, uh, okay. Because you said it's a 14-seer well, system, and that's a that's a pretty standard system to be yes. of a, out there. Right, right. Well, thank you. 
<laughs> All right. Would you mind doing me a favor? Sure. When you when you uh, follow up on that, could you go to my website and use the Ask Jim button to, to let me know what happened? Yes, I will. All right. I'll I appreciate you know. that. Thank you. I'm sure I'm not the only one that has had HVAC problems with all the storms that we've had. Oh no, not not at all. And and the heat has taken its toll as well. I mean, um, and and honestly, I I spent uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday uh, in HVAC training all all day those three days. And uh, no, the 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 temperatures and the storms and everything is just wreaking havoc with the with the systems right now. Yes. Well, thank you very much, Jim. You're welcome. You take care. Uh, Jason in North Richland Hills, welcome to Texas Home Improvement. Hi, Jim. We've got a uh, a painted wooden shelf in the laundry room that had, I think, uh, the the glue down some glue down shelf paper on, and there was some mosquito spray in there. It leaked, and now we got a gooey mess. What's the best way to clean that up? Oh, well, the first thing you'll have to do is peel off the uh, glue down. It's kind of dissolved. Uh, you tried to peel it. Yeah, you can't uh, it. <laughs> is it all the way across the shelf off? No, it's or, about or, a 6 to 10-inch diameter puddle. Right, but I'm saying you're going to end up taking the rest of it off as well. Um, yeah, we got the rest of the shelf off, but not where the puddle is. It's kind of gotcha. dissolved. Okay. All right, so this is probably going to sound a little strange to you, but what was it, bug spray that dissolved it? Yeah, mosquito spray, we think, leaked, cracked open, leaked or something. Okay. Is it is it stiffened up again, or is it still soft where it's gooey? It's soft and gooey. Okay. First thing I would do then is take like a uh, putty knife and scrape off as much of that as you can. Okay. And this is going to be the part that's going to sound a little goofy to you, but spray some of the, the same stuff that dissolved it in the beginning back mm-hmm. on it and let it dissolve mm-hmm. up a little bit more, scrape it again, then you should be able to, at that point, get it to where you can sand it off a little bit and, and seal it up again. Okay. All right, that is a little weird sounding, but okay. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I, I thought you might think that. but <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we'll give that a try, Jim. All right. Now, one other step, just in case you need it. After you've uh, you know softened it up and scraped it off a second time, uh, one thing that a lot of times can help to take all that gooey mess off is is the uh, goof off. Ah, okay, okay. Uh, it, it, it again that'll help to dissolve and but that, what that'll do is not soak in and and melt everything like the other product did. Okay. Alrighty. Well, sir, you have a great afternoon. Thank you, Jim. Appreciate it. Thanks for joining us for the super podcast of Texas Home Improvement. Jim has lots more on YouTube, on the TV show, and at THIPro.com. Have a good one. We'll see you next time.